Well, this year we're all in on the FIFA Women's World Cup taking place in Australia and New Zealand, and our listeners had a few questions around where the football, football ferns are uh, currently at leading into the next round of international friendlies against Portugal and uh, Argentina. So we thought we'd invite someone on to SENZ in the mornings who knows their women's football inside out, someone who's made over 100 international appearances for New Zealand. And with us now is uh, Football Ferns midfielder Annalie Longo. Good morning, Annalie. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, look, uh, it's, it's six months away. I mean, you can almost reach out and touch it. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it to be fair. Um, I think we've been thinking about it for a while now, you know, since the draw and um, obviously since the announcement, it's been a, a little bit of a buzz. And I think now we're in 2023, obviously had the home games not so long ago and it's still all starting to come a bit real. Well, that first game is against Norway on uh, July the 20th at Eden Park. We know there's going to be a massive crowd there. And I would imagine, Annalie, you would love to be running out and standing there for the national anthem. How about uh, your injury process? Where are we with that? Uh, it's um, it's going well so far. We're, we're tracking on track, so uh, that's always a good thing. It's been a journey. Um, but these things, they do take time. Um, it's going to be, you know, it'll be a, a fine line, but I'm hoping to um, get back into training around that. May, June kind of area and then yeah, see if I've, I've given myself a chance to, to be up for selection. So I'm doing everything I can and, and fingers crossed that I'll be able to join the team in July. Well, World Cups are all about experience and of course um, yours would be invaluable uh, especially on the back of the news that after 82 appearances for New Zealand Anna Green has decided to call time on an international career. Uh, one, was that a surprise to you and what kind of impact does that have on the squad? Yeah, I think that's. Um, I think it is huge, and I think it makes me feel old. <laughs> um, I think in the the last week we've obviously had Rosie White, Anna Green, and Abby Ursic uh, removed away from international football, and those are three girls that I grew up playing uh, alongside, and they've played you know many caps uh, alongside them. So um, I think it it is tough. It's tough as a team because uh, experience is needed at big tournaments. Um, uh, especially when it's at home and there's that extra pressure. So it is a big loss, um, losing the, the quality of those three players. Um, in saying that, I mean, I guess we just have to thank them for their, their contribution. I think, you know, they obviously all created an outstanding legacy and, um, you know, we want to keep pushing forward and, um, yeah, just appreciate what they did on the pitch. And um, I'm sure no doubt they'll be involved in women's football some way. Although it not be on the pitch, uh, I'm sure they'll be in the, in the background supporting um, the group yes. moving forward. It is quite sad, actually. Some very big names that uh, we won't have at our disposal that we're so used to having around. So uh, it's important that, that the name uh, Longo appears on the team sheet. Uh, I'm, I am, uh, am certain about that. Now, listen, uh, we've had time to, suggest, to digest those performance against uh, the USA side. Um, what do you think uh, the squad got out of that? Obviously, it was a challenge, and we knew that coming in with, you know, being in, uh, not under a FIFA window, meaning, you know, majority of players that were likely to be in the World Cup squad weren't available. So, yeah, I think it was, um, I think, a good opportunity for new players. I think, obviously, we saw a number of debuts across the two games, um, and I think, you know, some people might get another opportunity in the February tour. So, that's what it's all about is, you know, that exposure and giving players a chance. And I think, you know, some girls might have and, and might get an opportunity. Um, in, in a couple of weeks' time in February. Um, and, yeah, one occasion against the world's best. So I think defensively there were certainly some positives. Um, I think the, the thing, obviously, we saw is that the team weren't able to attack, and that's been something consistent um, for a while now. You know, where are the goals going to come from? 
Um, and so I think going into February, I think that's the main main job is the team, you know, the team need to score and the team need to win games to, to give ourselves a chance. So um, we play Portugal and Argentina um, in the next week or so. So another opportunity to the players to obviously perform, but I think the most important thing is we need to start getting results and learning how to win. So uh, let's talk about the availability of players going into those two last-minute important games. Uh, what about the FIFA window and the, and the, the change in squad, etc.? For the, the, the games just been? No, games uh, that are about to happen. Where are we looking about, at? Yeah, uh, so it's a FIFA window, so all players will be available. Um, and so I understand it will be close to if not a full-strength squad, you're obviously missing Rhea Percival with ACL injury, but um, I believe she's got a full roster to select from. So I uh, envision you'll see the likes of um, hopefully stop, uh, Rebecca Stott back in the, in the mix somewhere and, um, yeah, all the players from um, around the world will be, will be coming to back to, into New Zealand, which is good. What about crowds? I mean, we saw great crowds against the United States um, and that were just in friendly encounters when we were below strength. Now, what are you imagining now and, and starting to envisage going into this World Cup? Because, uh, you know, we, we've just had the, the Rugby Women's World Cup at the end of last year. Crowds were bumper crowds. Uh, but I think this is another step up worldwide anyway. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think we want to um, continue to keep moving forward every tour. Um, and so, you know, we had an amazing experience in Christchurch um, and then we're fortunate to head to Wellington, broke the record, and then again in Auckland a few days later managed to break the record. So I think for us, we want to keep driving that um, and every game we want to try and, you know, increase the increase the spectatorship and, um, you know, really increase the visibility of, of, of the Ferns and, the, you know, women's football. And, uh, yeah, we've got um, the Women's World Cup qualifiers here throughout February, so a number of teams... Um, are coming to New Zealand to play in Hamilton and Auckland, um, and it's just a real opportunity to to you know expose people to women's football and, and different cultures and different countries. The side of other side of the Tasman, of course, uh, Anna Lee, is that Australia have had to change venues for their opening match because they just don't think they've got the capacity at the Sydney Football Stadium. So they're heading out to to a stadium which is much much bigger. What great news! Well, awesome news. I think it sets, it sets a bit of challenge. I think for us. You know, we should be looking to, if we haven't already sold out the opening game at Eden Park on the 20th of July against Norway. Um, and obviously Australia are doing the same thing. They're really pushing it. And now uh, I think it's sold out within a, a couple of days. And so now they're, they're moving to a larger venue. So that just shows the scale of the tournament and how many uh, fans and, and um, you know, countries get behind their teams and travel and, and whatnot. I think I, I heard something that the US bring over um, 30,000 supporters alone to watch their games. So, yeah, I'm expecting um, I'm expecting uh, people to not know what they're in for. And um, I think, you know, if you are interested in football, I think get a ticket now because I think it will sell out. Uh, they've lost uh, the United States. They've lost uh, Sam Mewis. That's the big uh, football news coming out of uh, their squad during the week. Um, how big yeah, a blow is that yep. to them? Yeah, I actually saw Sam uh, last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago. She was in New Zealand for Rosie White's wedding. Um, and unfortunately, she picked up a knee injury and um, yeah, hasn't quite been able to manage and settle it. I'm not quite sure what it is, so, but frustrating for her. And she's a, obviously an amazing player, so a big loss. And saying that she's had surgery now, she's on the mend and recovery. They haven't put a timeline on it, so that's not saying she won't make the World Cup squad. Um, but yeah, at least she's she's had surgery now and, and hopefully can start to move forward and 
yeah, hopefully we'll see her back in a US squad because she's such a quality person and player. Obviously, uh, it's it's a, a really tough competition to win, uh, but you do have home advantage. What what aspirations? I mean, this far out, what would your aspirations be, uh, Anna Lee, from a squad point of view? Do you think? I think for us, um, it's obviously win a game, and we want to get out of the group. So that's a, a goal we've set as a as a team. Uh, you know, we're realistic um, in where we are, and for us, you know. I'm, Unfortunately, we've come very close. We've picked up a number of draws, but we've actually never won a, a game at a Women's World Cup. So for us, that's, that's key. And then from there, we want to get out of the group. So um, it's going to take a, a huge effort. There's some quality teams um, in our group. And, um, yeah, I think it's definitely the right time for us. And I, I think it's uh, definitely more than achievable. So that's what we're in for. And then once you're out of the group, it's anyone's game. I think it's one step from there. And, you know, any 90 minutes we've shown we can beat any team in the world. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it and, ho- and hopefully we can create a bit of history. Talking to uh, Annalie Longer, of course, um, so experienced, uh, came into the uh, Football Ferns squad at the age of uh, just 15 and has played well over 100 uh, matches for uh, the side. Uh, but at the moment, out with injury, which means we get the benefit of your knowledge and uh, commentary. So, um, you've been uh, keeping a pretty close eye on the, the Wellington women's Phoenix team who have found some good form lately. Yeah, it's been great to see. I think obviously had a very tough start to the season. Uh, a number of different reasons, I think, but you've finally seen kind of a team come together in jail the last couple of weeks. So they put in a great performance against Canberra and won uh, 5-0, which was a little bit of a shock to everyone except for the team, I think. I think they you know, they felt they were deserved and, and, and it was coming. And then uh, they obviously managed to back up a pretty hearty performance last week, um, going down to 10 men pretty early and, and coming back to uh, secure a draw, which um, to see it looks like they were, they were going to struggle. So I think two good performances in a row and hopefully that can continue. What did you make of the, the, the fourth goal against Brisbane? Should that have counted? Yeah, <laughs> I would have loved a bit of a wider shot. To be fair, it did look like it was onside. Um, and Mickey, uh, Michaela Robertson, is very quick. So, um, yeah, it does make it hard to see. They don't show the best angle. So I think the, um, I've got better ferns. the Phoenix were a little bit unlucky. Um, so, yeah, a bit gutted for them. But, um, yeah, good, re- good result in the circumstances, I suppose. Since coming into the Women's A-League, uh, what do you think um, the, the Wellington Women's Phoenix side have done for the profile of football in this country? I think it's it's been fantastic to see. Obviously, we would have loved, you know, wins and results straight away, but I think it's just shown a pathway, and I think you've seen the um, the, the fans get behind the, the squad. They've had some good turnouts, especially when it's double hitters. Um, you know, you've seen some good numbers get in, in, in behind the team. Um, so I think it, it's going to continue to grow. And I think now, you know, uh, someone like Millie Clegg, you know, come through club football, gone through the National League, and now getting her opportunity in professional football and, you know, putting her hand up, possibly a firm's call up and all those things. So it really has provided the pathway. You know, if we didn't have that, then, you know, would we know too much about Millie Clegg and um, players like that coming through? No, probably not. They wouldn't have the exposure. So, yeah, I think it's been a great step for for New Zealand football and, and, and the pathway of players coming through. In terms of uh, the other leagues around the world, and in particular also NCAA footballer, is are we still sending a, a lot of uh, young women footballers over there? And, and you know, how the, is, is the pathway good for them? Do, how do they match up against the local ladies? 
yeah, I think it's a very uh, a very good pathway that, you know, something that New Zealand can't offer. So um, you just have to be um, logical with what school and your, I guess, what you want to get out of the experience when going over to the US. Um, and uh, I'm actually heading over in the next few weeks with the New Zealand secondary schools team um, to play in a tournament in Dallas um, to, to get that exposure and, and play against different teams and then to have scouts and opposition watch from universities. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and it certainly is a pathway. Um, it's just finding the best fit for the player. Um, and if that's, you know, heading over to America or trying to pick up a scholarship, a uh, professional scholarship earlier than that, um, yeah, there is just so many opportunities now for female players coming through. Mate, hasn't the landscape changed since uh, you were a 15-year-old making your debut? Yeah, certainly has. I'm a little bit gutted. I'm wishing I uh, could start my uh, journey again because um, there's so many more opportunities now. And, um, yeah, if you you have said I could play professional football at, um, you know, for your, in your home, home country, and, and, you know, I'd be like, oh, yeah, a little bit gutted. So um, uh, I'm so happy for, for those girls coming through. And then I only wish uh, I had my chance a little bit earlier. Is, is McCarty easy to work with? I, I never have. Is, is McCarty a problem or is he uh, Daniel McCarty easy to work with? <laughs> Always a problem. No, he is good. He's good fun. He, he, is, a, he is a character and um, he's very good at what he does. So, yeah, it's been nice to work with him. And he does make it fun coming to, uh, to talk about... Um, to talk about football and life in general, so he's a good character. Priority number one, uh, Annalie Longo, for you is to get that knee right, eh? It is uh, the, the priority, and um, if you're keen on football, come on down uh, in a few weeks' time. We're in uh, Hamilton and, and Auckland and, and see the football turns, and, and hopefully I'll be back out there as soon as I can. Good on you. It's been great chatting to you. It's great that you've got that positive thought and uh, if that's anything to count for, we will see you running out against Norway on July 20th and that will be fantastic. Uh, thanks so much for your time this morning. It's been invaluable. I've loved chatting to you. All the best. Awesome. Thank you very much.